You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. To episode one four zero one forty, good God, the episodes are flying by. We're already at episode one forty. It's the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host. You know me by now, Garage Guy Chase. Join with my one true brother, Maine, Drew Dean. What's up? What's good? Hey, what's good? What's popping? What? It's our it's our first episode for the one hundred fortieth time. No ceilings. That's it. That's it, baby. Fucking no ceilings is trending. What a time to be alive. We're going to be talking about that on Garage Talk. A uh, lot of craziness to talk about. The, the NFL Combine has started. Literally, like football, like it went away. And now it's already like slowly coming back into our lives. NASCAR just got kicked off. We're in week three. We're going to be talking a little bit about what's been going down around the NASCAR Twitter universe. Um, this week, and then, of course, going to be talking a little bit about the race coming up this weekend, the Auto Club 400. So we'll be doing a little small sneak peek preview. But, yeah, great, great show in total. Um, I'm still coming off of, the, uh, of my, my, my high of, of rapping live on a podcast from episode 139 with Big Baby Scumbag. I don't blame you. The uh, Big Baby Scumbag was probably our best guest or one of my favorite guests. For sure, I did not. Ex- I didn't know what to expect going into it, but it was better than what I expected. Yes, it was. It was one of the. It was probably one of the like best interviews that we had in a while, for sure. It's a smart and, dude. Um, He's a fun dude. Yeah, he is. He's great. I actually, uh, I talked to another one of my my friends that's a musician, and he actually knew him, and um, and we were discussing his tricks beer. So that was always really cool to hear about. So that's probably we, my biggest regret is not being able to get our hands on some of that. Yeah, I know, right? Like, we need to hit him up. So, for again, if, if any of you guys didn't get to listen to episode 139 or you're a first-time listener to the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Podcast, you need to go ahead and hit subscribe. You need to follow us on all of our social media accounts at GGFS Podcast. And then go check out Big Baby Scumbag's Twitter and then go buy some of his tricks flavored beer. This man literally brews his own beer. So, uh, so yeah, do that. But yeah, great week. Long, long week. I feel like it's been forever since we've been on the mic, but uh, I'm glad to be back here and uh, getting ready to talk about some, uh, some sports, 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 sports. But before we do that, this show is brought to you by Rotoballer. Rotoballer's DFS NASCAR premium content is available now. You get articles, videos from myself, Drew Dean, Sean, and Scott Engel and news updates by Daniel Bragg. You can get all of that inclusive. There's literally a DFS lineup optimizer for NASCAR. There's a data station. Everything you need to dominate your 2020 NASCAR season is at rotoballer.com. You get over there today. Use promo code GARAGE at sign up. You'll save 10%, and that money will support us because you're here now. So thank you for supporting us. If you want to win a tournament. I yeah. highly advise you uh, start following the rankings. Yeah, so Drew's rankings get put out on the weekends, like literally, like the it's like the the centerpiece 
of what of what's going down like before you set those lineups drew has won shitload of tournaments he's a tournament boy he is a tournament you are you <laughs> are the draft king drew is the draft king so why wouldn't you want to get picks from the draft king so just like another one of the many reasons why you should be on Rotobar. Again, promo code GARAGE, save 10% off your order. Um, and we hey, had, Chase, your yes. article's posted on Fridays, correct? Yes, it is. Thank you for reminding me because my fingers sometimes, they're, they're, they have, they all, each of my fingers have a brain. And they, you know, they have to type a lot of words. So I had a brain fart, uh, a 10-count brain fart at one time from all the brains in my fingers. That's okay. Yeah, I figured, I figured Friday was your day, and then we have the rest of the content. Like my stuff comes up Saturday, but I wanted to give the listeners the the Fridays when you post what is it, eight plays or six to eight plays? Yeah, so I got eight eight drivers. I look at like nor typically I try to do it after practice, so uh, that way I have a little bit of a gutter sauce, if you want to call it that. That's just a, a term that I just made up in my brain. You got a little bit of gutter sauce and, and we know kind of a little bit of what to expect out of what's happening with these cars. And uh, so I'll put my preview out. I update it with notes over the weekend. So on Saturday, once Drew's rankings come out, you go back to my preview and I'm going to have some updates on there for you based off of either uh, Drew's rankings or some things that I've speculated on and seen or some things that might have came from Sean or some things that might have came from Daniel Bragg with the news updates. Maybe even listen to something on XM Radio with Scott. So and uh, you can definitely check us out there if you're a SiriusXM subscriber. You can listen to Rotoballer Radio, and uh, you can hear me and Drew on there throughout the NASCAR season. So, yeah, I think, I think we covered all the Rotoballer bases. We did. Do you, th- do you think that, they're, that they're, they're happy and proud of us now? I think so. All I think right. We're, I think we're ready to move on to the, the fun conversations that we have planned for the night. Let's do this. All right, so let's get into this week. Uh, we'll, we'll kick off with a little bit of NASCAR news, kind of catching up. There was a lot of craziness on NASCAR Twitter this week. One of the, the, the main story I want to talk about is uh, it stemmed from last weekend in Las Vegas. Kyle Busch won, I believe, his seventh truck race, the Gander, Out series, uh, Gander Outdoor Series truck races. And Kevin Harvick kind of like jokingly put a tweet out about how like if 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 somebody will enter these truck races I will give you a hundred thousand uh a hundred thousand hundred thousand dollars grand was his exact words verbatim and didn't this <laughs> hey didn't this start too because someone made a deal about Kyle Busch um how he should not be in trucks because he's just dominating these other guys that's how it started right yeah, like literally, like the truck series is one of the the series in the race where you got a lot of up and comers. That's like the first series they'll enter. So you got a lot of rooks out there. So you you take two time cup champion Kyle Bush and put him in his truck for his own team because he owns a, a truck team. And you put him in this truck and you expect one of these drivers to beat him. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, a lot of people were kind of like a little bit salty about it. Obviously, Kyle's never salty about it because it's you know he's Kyle Busch, he is who he is. But uh, but yeah, Kevin Harvick was just like, look, I'm I'm tired of this hundred thousand dollars or hundred thousand dollars grand to anybody that will uh, get in these these trucks and and beat him. So the first driver that stepped up was today was Chase Elliott. So Chase will be racing in the Georgia 200. Um, in Atlanta coming up so that was pretty exciting to see 
Uh, I don't know if you re can remember his truck racing days, but all I can think about is that one time at Watkins Glen where him and Ty Dillon got into like this like hardcore fight. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. And Harvick actually had Kyle Busch's back, right? So like the story was a lot of drivers were coming at him and Kevin Harvick issued the challenge of like, hey, um, whoever wants to try to take this guy down, 100,000. Or is it not how that happened? Yeah, he wasn't salty. He was just like, look, like this, this is how we'll settle this. Like this is okay. what we'll do. So, I mean, anytime money is thrown out like that, um, you know that, I mean, all these drivers, everybody does everything for money half the time. Um, except if you, you know, work at like It's good Watkins. for Buzz too. Let's look at us right now talking about it on the podcast. So Yeah, exactly. So it's good story, good media. Um there's been a lot of things in the media, but but it's uh but when, anytime you get in a NASCAR and you get stuff like this, competition and challenges, that's what we love. That's uh so I, I love this and plus not only is this going to be, you know, a good uh good competition race for these drivers trying to win this money, this is gonna get ratings up for the for the truck series races which is another huge deal because you How don't have a lot of people are going to participate now. How many are we up to? I think Corey LaJoy is trying to find a ride. Uh, Corey's Chase trying Elliott. to find a ride. Kyle Larson has secured a ride for Miami. Um, so he will be racing in Miami at the uh, Gander RV and outdoors. Uh, the dude's a madman. He races yeah, he more races than anybody, doesn't he? Just like he right. goes around all year just racing. Dude, dude won the Chili Bowl, bro. He won the Chili Bowl this year. Said it was better than winning the Daytona 500. Still don't agree <laughs> with that statement because he's never won the Daytona 500. It's a little much. Yeah, it was a little too much. But I mean, it's, it's but still like, yeah, Larson's just out here, man. Like he's out here just doing all kinds of shit. So. That's the two guys we've seen, and I think that there was a uh, there was another contributor that came into the mix. It was uh, Marcus uh, Lemoyne. He says, "Hey, Kevin Harvick, I'll match that. I'm that comfortable, Kyle. I'm that comfortable. Kyle Busch can't beat uh, somebody else." I guess I guess there was another driver, and that's when Kyle Larson responded, said, "Count me in for Homestead. He's going to be with GMS Racing. GMS is going to be sponsoring Chase as well." It looks like Hooters racing. So we'll have a Hooters truck out there for that one. Spicy. Yeah, it'll be spicy. You know, I love me a good paint scheme. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. But that was uh, one of the most interesting things coming up. But, yeah, when you win seven, seven races in a row, yeah, it's time for something to change. So, And me personally, I'm just excited that there will probably be a little bit more viewer ratings uh, uh, for these races because the truck series is fun to watch, man. I'm big, uh, we're, big, uh, we're big Brett Moffat guys here, uh, the stash power. All about the stash power. Got to talk with him in uh, October at Talladega. We talked about how he translates the power of his mustache to his truck. And uh, so it was a good I'm sure conversation. You're all about that conversation. Oh my God. It's actually, you can go watch it right now on our Facebook page, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Facebook. It's there. You can go watch that video right now. Get to it and like while you're there. And then remember to subscribe to the podcast again and leave us a review and rate us. Do that. So getting a little bit off NASCAR before we get into the Auto Club 400, um, we discussed that the NFL is sort of kind of back. The Combine's going on right now, and uh, there's been some, some chatter, obviously, about the Combine, but there was another story that hits a little close to home for you. And I know you're ready to tell all of our listeners about this. Tell us about what's going on in the world of TB12. Yeah, I was at the gym this morning before work and I was, saw like, I think it's get up on ESPN. And then I saw a, a tweet and a few friends texted me that um, Jeff Arlington is the guy's name. He's the reporter. And he had come out and said that at this point, from what he's heard, he would be more surprised 
if Tom Brady was a New England Patriot than if he was not next season. It's basically saying that he's gearing up for free agents if he's going to leave. So it just sparked a lot of conversation. I don't know if it's because um, just for headlines and talk shows or if it's if it's real. He's not the type guy. He's not like a traditional just rumor guy. I know that. So Jeff Darlington, sorry, I said Arlington, but Adam Schefter ended up chiming in as well. So usually when you see Schefter chime in, there might be at least a little bit of truth to it. What does Shefty have to say? Schefter said more of the same, basically, just that, uh, you know, a lot of people had blown this story out of proportion, saying that basically Tom Brady was a lot to stay with the Patriots, and it was just like a smokescreen. But to see, to see Schefter opening the door that Brady might leave is a little concerning as a Patriots fan. But at the end of the day, I want to hear your take on it, because this could be just a situation where Belichick and Brady are being sneaky and not letting the dominoes fall pre-agency. So. Look, it's at the end of the day for me, we, we've discussed this. We've discussed this on previous shows during last season. And we're at a point now to where this is a show. And I mean, it's always been a show. But like Brady, like whenever Tom Brady came out on the Super Bowl and had the ad with him on Hulu, like I think Brady's just like he, he's kind of been having fun with this in the, in the, the ass end of his career, if you even want to say that. But uh, I, I personally don't think he's going anywhere. I just cannot imagine him going to another team at this point. I think that this is all just something to talk about while the NFL, like before the draft. Like once we get to the draft, that's when there's going to be a lot more shit to talk about and cover. This is like that last little media push. And so we, we got to have something that, you know, Colin, Colin Coward can talk about, something that Skip Bayless can talk about. Like, you know, you, you got to have your TV shows covered. And I think that that was just, that this is probably just a, a, uh, I guess you would say like a mirage story, you know, something to just, uh, that's not really real, but it's something that you can chat about because the possibility of it happening is, uh, is definitely, you know, out there, but I just don't think that it's 100% like a thing that could happen. Cause what the only teams he, that he would probably be able to go to would be like what the, the Raiders and the Chargers at this point, right? There's some other rumors, uh, Colts, but the Colts are likely to get Phillip Rivers according to the odds markets. Um, but people are kind of waiting on Brady because Brady will go – most likely if things work the way they should, Brady would go first and then Phillip Rivers would go somewhere. Imagine a world where Tom Brady goes to the Bengals and Joe no. Burrow doesn't. No chance. Brady's not going to the Bengals. Yeah, no. I know he's not. But, uh, that would be hilarious, though. <clears throat> that would be absolutely hilarious. There are rumors the, that you'll laugh at Andy Dalton to the Patriots. That's a rumor that they're going to draft – the Patriots are going to draft a quarterback and use Andy Dalton as like a bridge QB for a year or two. Whoa. So Wouldn't that be some shit if he gets into Belichick's system and basically just becomes Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton, it, the savior <laughs> of, of our ship. Andy Dalton gets a Super Bowl with <laughs> Bill Belichick. I just can't stand seeing that guy take his helmet off that red hair pop out like that. I just can't, I just can't stand it's it. Fucking Scott Farkas from, from A Christmas Story, bro. Yeah. Whoa, are you going to cry now? Are you going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Scott Farkas, bro. Straight up. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Dalton is just – he's one of those wild boys, man. I, he's, I don't even want to call him a wild boy because that's like a, a upper echelon term that we use here. Yeah, they don't give him too much credit. Yeah, there. no. If you, he's, if, uh, let's play a hypothetical game, though. If you, if you could pick one team Brady's own for just storylines or for entertainment value just next season, um, who, do you, who would you say just to give the 
hypothetical game? The Dolphins. Dolphins. I would Just, love to see Tom Brady go to the Dolphins. Interesting. Because they're in the division. What about the, the Titans? The right. They're, 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 they keep climbing the odds. No. I don't know, man. I, I hope they re-sign Tannehill. I really – I know it's probably not looking like they will, but because I've, I've read a couple of stories that Vrabel and them are trying to establish some shit. But I don't know. I couldn't see Brady in a Titans uniform. I could totally see Brady – in a Dolphins uniform. I could see Brady in a Jets uniform. I, I think that they I – know, I know it won't be the Jets. They, they, got, they got Sam, you know, and the Bills have, uh, Bills have Josh Allen. But Miami would make sense. And I, I think, think that so. Miami's dumb enough to where they would, like, throw away a quarterback pick to get Brady. I don't think so, man. You got to think – you think Tom Brady wants to pack his bags and move to, to play for the Dolphins? I, I think that Tom Brady wants to get compensated and play football. I think that's what I think. Still. I think it has to be a team that could that he thinks designed to win two years. Well, that that knocks out the Raiders and the fucking Chargers. I guess you would say because I mean I they haven't so. like they haven't had like playoff significance. I mean the Chargers were just in the playoffs what two years two seasons ago. The Chargers and Raiders are good enough rosters, though, that Brady can They're the Eagles. decent, but I think that I would probably say that, like, the Chargers is a little bit better than the Raiders. Yes, I would agree. But I, I look at it this way. Like, you know, the Dolphins come in and, you know, they they use their draft picks on, like, to get, like, a good wide receiver, which is there is a fuckload of good wide receivers this year. I don't know if you've been watching the combine a little bit. I know Henry Ruggs ran the fastest 40 on Thursday at 4.27. That's a wide receiver out of Alabama. So there are – I've been reading a lot of reports. Uh, Jake Seeley tweeted out earlier today talking about – because he's out at the Combine. He was talking about some of these re- receivers. Talking about, like, for Dynasty and just for fantasy in general, like, don't trip about getting a, a wide receiver early this year because there is just a surplus of just highly talented wide receivers coming in. How fast did you say he was moving? Four point two seven seconds in the forty yard dash. <laughs> Homie was Man. scooting, son. And like, then Jalen Hurts got some headlines too, right? Yeah, dude. I think he ran a four uh, four nine five in the combine, which is uh pretty incredible. Like, and and I mean that's definitely makes his value go up because like he always seems to be like the forgotten one because of you know him leaving Bama, going to Oklahoma. So it would be awesome to see him have just like a really good just like come up story in the NFL. Um, and and I, I definitely got to go look around a little bit more to see like where he might could go, where he might would end up. Um, you know, as of right now, you know, I could see him possibly. I mean, everybody's tripping out about Tua. So you got to wonder if Miami's going to pass on Tua at this point. And if they did, it might be like the ultimate just like slap in the face like years later after Jalen Hurts gets benched and then, Jalen Hurts gets drafted by Miami. That'd be something. It would be. There's all kinds of hypotheticals. It's still very early on in this NFL season. But back to the original point, man, with Brady, I ultimately – I really just think that this is just media hype. This is something to talk about for right now. The combine's getting on. Give it a couple more weeks, and we're going to see Brady re-sign with the Pats. Another another couple-year contract, maybe a two-year contract. And – um. And that's that's going to be that. I I just I can't imagine him going anywhere else at this point. It would be really really strange. I would I don't know how I'd feel about seeing him in another jersey, but 
like not like even said, the strange factor. What, what do we have to see to start believing it though? Like, what's it going to take? Like, is it going to be like a, a factual quote come out of somebody's mouth that says, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's it going to take for you to take this seriously? It wouldn't like, dude. Tom Brady could send a tweet out tomorrow that he was going to another team, and I probably still wouldn't believe it. <laughs> like, it literally would come down to me seeing like photos from a team Twitter account of him wearing their uniform. That's what it would take. And, it, I w- and I would have to make sure that it was that team. It wasn't a joke. This make sure you weren't in a dream. You're in the Matrix or something. Right, yeah. Because, like, you, I mean, dude, when you think about Tom Brady, like, fucking up his whole entire, like, lifelong legacy as a Patriot to go to some other team for two years. Like, I feel like if Brett Favre would have just, like, retired on the spot right then, like, I feel like his legend – it's still a huge legend that he has, but it would have been far bigger than – uh than what it was because like honestly do you, can you even remember when he played for the vikings and the jets yeah i i don't see i got the other way on that argument i think if brady was a was able to win another one it's like the ultimate it puts him as the ultimate athlete ever so i think yeah but like that's a, a huge gamble it is no it is a it huge is. gamble but what's the number one trait that people say with tom brady like it's it's competitor. Like he's a he's a maniac. So yeah, I he is the out. system. He is the system. So you know, it's I'm not I'm not gonna rule it out. But right now, I think this is just all hype. This is all talk, and yeah. that's where I'm gonna sit sit with it. Yep. Um, going back with Joe Burrow though, he did make some uh, some comments about not wanting to be a Bengal. Then he came back out and reclarified a couple of things. I think he was basically. I think you were telling me he said something along the lines of. Uh, you know, if you can get drafted first overall, it doesn't really matter. Again, you don't know what's true and what's hearsay, but supposedly there were some quotes saying something about where he would be drafted or where he would want to play. And he came out recently and said, like, his, you know, he's going to play football wherever he's drafted. And uh, it's every kid's dream to be, like, the first overall pick. So I think that kind of put that to bed. Yeah, big time. Um, and what's the fucking the, – the, the hand thing? I can't get enough of that. That's hilarious. The – that everybody's talking about his uh his nine inch hands. That his hands and, being too small that yeah. somebody else is gonna get drafted ahead of him now or something. Yeah, he tweeted out like like basically like I'm gonna go ahead and retire now because I supposedly I can't grip a football. He's like, so yeah. it's been real. It's been real while it lasted. Stupid. Well do you have has anybody ever figured out like he's like super obsessed with SpongeBob too. You ever looked at his Twitter? Burrow. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, dude, his whole Twitter, like, his header's, like, Spongebob. He just always tweets Spongebob memes. He's stupid obsessed. Like, I feel like Spongebob should come back on Nickelodeon. They may, they may episode in. Yeah, he's, he, needs a, he needs a spot in an episode. Like, he needs to be, like, you know, he needs to go down there and, like, they need, like, a football episode. Maybe that's or, what he's working towards. Maybe his motivation is to get Spongebob back, and if he got that done, maybe he'd stop trying and football. His life would be complete. Right? Like, I think that – if he gets to the point to where like he's on a Super Bowl contending team, like they have to do the SpongeBob halftime halftime show with Sweet Victory, they have to, <laughs> just for Joe. But like instead of Joe being in the locker room preparing, he has to come out on stage and sing it with SpongeBob, and then go right back to the field and try to play football again. I'm just imagining like how creepy he would look being up there on stage. In a sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Such a great episode of SpongeBob. Loved it. How many seasons of Sponge, SpongeBob were there? Fuck, dude, don't ask me that question. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, no could, idea. I, 
I wasn't a huge fan, honestly. So it could be like, was it five or was it 20? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I watched it like, I literally, I would watch it in passing. Like I would, I think I was a little too old, like to get caught up in it. Like a lot of other, cause like, I remember like the kids that were like three, four years younger than me, like stupid obsessed. Like I was more like into uh, a lot of like the later nineties, like I like street sharks. I was a big street sharks guy. I don't even know if I know what that is. Yeah. It's like a nineties show, like gargoyles. Like I was what? big into gargoyles. Did you watch the legends of the hidden temple? Yes, dude. On Nickelodeon fucking, yeah. uh, used to watch that shit. Used to watch a lot of like, uh, all that. Are you afraid of the dark? um that was my jam that was what i that's what i fucked with and what then, about uh guts with that guts that's what it's called i can't i don't know if i do or they, like competed um what was it called it was back when nickelodeon was cool though i know that much didn't they have yeah. like rosie o'donnell host a show there was some show that rosie o'donnell remember. hosted i don't know i Maybe. remember getting nickelodeon magazine as a kid i was one of those guys i had nickelodeon magazine playing my Game Boy Color Pokemon. Like, God, this this is a whole – this is a Garage Talk segment, and it's – Yeah, we're getting into, yeah. getting into that, that territory for sure. God, but see, yeah, you get me nostalgic. You know, like, me and you both are the same way, though. Like, we start talking about all kinds of, like, old good shit, like, from, like, the 90s, early 2000s. So, we're definitely – we need to have a special one night. We're going to have a special on Garage Talk where we just talk about a bunch of nostalgic shit. I got to ask one more. Do you remember Gladiators? It sounds familiar. Okay. All right. We'll save it. We'll save all this for later. Yeah. We'll save it for later. Another time. But let's go ahead and get into the, uh, the race coming up this weekend. Going to Fontana, California for the Auto Club 400. This is the infamous race where Tony Stewart uh, got so pissed off that uh, he stormed off and was like, I'm going to bust his ass. I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen that clip, but it's fucking hilarious. He got ran off into the grass. And he goes, Logano. It ran him off and uh he's like, like stupid kid that stupid kid came down there ran me out straight into the grass i'm gonna bust his ass <laughs> <laughs> he fucking said he said the dude comes up he says tony what happened out there he said what the hell you think happened <laughs> like dude <laughs> tony stewart was the ultimate just like snap fest dude like yeah. I, I got to i got to see him at daytona and like i didn't get a chance to, like approach him or shake his hand or just like tell him just like how much his videos of him just cursing randomly mean to me as a human being. So I cannot wait to get to do that. Um, definitely got to do that at Dega. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be doing the call. I think Tony is getting a position at Fox now where he's actually going to be in the booth uh, for the Xfinity races. So yes, I'm so ready for fucking smoke, smoke takes uh, during these races. So super excited about that. I actually picked up a, uh, uh, or throwback Stewart shirt today. So uh, I'm going to cut the sleeves off of it. You're going to wear that to uh, Talladega? Yeah, well. Friday I, or Saturday? Or what, what's your day for that? I, dude, I, I literally order, I'm ordering probably like four new throwbacks. You're spending all your money on NASCAR gear. Right, yeah. I, you you got to look fresh, bro. You got to look fresh uh, for these races. So I've got my Bill Elliott Mac Tonight shirt on the way from 98. Um, I've already tweeted Chase Elliott and I'm like, yo, hope your dad's going to be there because he's signing this motherfucker <laughs> and it's going into the shadow box. It's because I'll never wear it again. After that, that was my favorite car of all time was the 94 <clears throat> with the, with the moon on the hood. 
I don't know why, but as a kid, that was just my favorite car. So this is definitely my favorite shirt. I'm going to wear it one time, one time only. Hope to God I can get Bill to sign it, then it goes up on the wall. Retiring it. Yes, retiring it, just like this conversation, retiring it. Um, Auto Club 400. So the history of, of this track in Fontana was built in 96, and it's, it was kind of like modeled after Michigan International Speedway. And for all of you guys that have watched NASCAR and know a lot about the tracks themselves, you know Michigan's fast as fuck. So there's low banking at this track. It's got like a D-shape. So there's some really good speeds that can come about this weekend. And it also turns out that it seems that the past couple of years, the teams that have dominated here are Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske. You've done more fact-checking than I have. I looked more on the DFS side and noticed that you're just like last week, you're probably going to need uh, in your DFS lineups two guys that can lead laps. So between yeah. your history and my DFS, I think we have a nice little – tidbits for the listeners we do for sure and so let's go ahead and talk about those two guys so right off the bat you know when we're looking at these drivers that have led the most laps the the two that just scream off the page to me are uh kyle bush and martin truex jr so two guys from joe gibbs racing kyle uh with the most laps led i believe since 2018 with 196 and then we've got martin truex jr with 125 yes yeah that's two of the names that definitely Stuck out to me. I haven't looked at the odds yet, um, but it's going to be your obvious candidates, right? Another um, yeah, intermediate track and another, you know, how many laps do we have here? I can't remember exactly. Well, this is a two-mile track. Um, so, I mean, like, they consider it a super speedway, uh, but it's technically an intermediate. So, it's 200 laps, uh, 400 miles. Just going to be constant electricity. And, and I, I honestly don't think that uh that that much is going to change i mean we've already seen denny hamlin repeat the 500 we've seen logano repeat the pinzoil 400 at vegas so i don't really think it's uh it's that would be that surprising if kyle bush won this one he won it last year in march so uh and that was actually his uh his 200th win um, as well so that was a, a huge day crazy how that just popped into my brain i remember exactly where i was during this race I was driving to South Carolina, watching it on my phone. Crazy. My brain just like <laughs> just went into nano wave mode. That's uh, better than my brain's doing. I just know that I'm with you, Kyle Bush. He probably isn't too happy with the way the, the race ended last week either. He just really was never quite in the hunt. So there might be a little extra, uh, little extra motivation for uh, Kyle Bush. Yeah, you know, and for me, I will say this. So, so what I think me and Drew are going to do, just for the listeners real quick, for you guys, what we're going to start doing on this show is when we're talking about this, obviously you guys already know that we've got to make sure that we're giving you 100% correct info. Just kind of take what we're saying here as a grain of salt, uh, with a grain of salt, and be prepared to be looking at our content that we put out over the weekend at Rotoballer. Um, we're going to have a new YouTube series. I'll be solo this week. And then we will start having, it would be me and Drew talking about the race, previewing it uh, moving forward. But the main thing is just to remember is that we're going to talk kind of about some history week to week, but you've got to, got to, got to get over to Rotoballer and you've got to read all of the things that we're putting out. You got to read Drew's rankings. You got to check out my race preview. That's where you're going to get to the meat and potatoes, because if you're just listening to this, this segment right here, and you go set a lineup based off of that, probably not gonna be that successful so yeah. I mean, what, what, what would the success rate probably be Drew? i mean i don't i don't, <laughs> I don't even know like five percent 
and obviously like we're here to promote our own content like we get that but i'm telling you right now like the golden rule of nascar dfs and gambling and winning money is waiting till after qualifying no matter yes. what we say here it does not matter until qualifying and qualifying happens on saturday so obviously we're trying to promote our content but if there was one thing, if, if some stranger walked up to me and said, hey, Drew, I'm going to play NASCAR DFS today, what's the one piece of advice you would give me? I would say, wait until after qualifying. Absolutely. So just take this as like a grain of salt, listen to it, and if um, they qualify where me and you want them to be, then we'll be putting them in our lineups. Exactly. And you can find all that content at Roto Ballers. Use promo code GARAGE and go ahead and do that like now while you're listening. But um, – but what we're going to do here is we're, we're going to talk about a, uh, an early favorite and an early value play that we like, kind of like not really based off of anything, but maybe just of how the season been, has been going so far. We've only got two races to really pull data from. So my early favorite for this race, um, I'll go ahead and put it out there. It is going to be Martin Truex Jr. When looking at uh, you know, these past two races and just kind of, you know, it's very early on to tell. So I'm leaning more to the history of this track here. Um, we saw a, uh, a badass run out of him um, this past year. He started 27th, finished the race eighth with Joe Gibbs racing, won this race back in 2018, 2017, uh, finished fourth. So the past three races here from, from 2017 to now, um, we've seen him uh, come in the top 10 and then get two top fives. I don't think that that trend's going anywhere. He seems to be able to, you know, he has a good groove at this track. He kind of has his strategy in place. He knows how to run, where, you know, what lines he runs best. So I'm, I'm backing him a little bit more this week uh, than I would, you know, anywhere else. So, and I think that Martin has what it takes to possibly win this thing. So, um, that's something to keep in your back pocket. Who are you looking at for your early favorite? So I'm super lame, but I'm going to give two answers because my the obvious answer is Kyle Busch, and it's just he's four to one odds, and he's right. the track history is great. But I'll give one one other one just to keep this fun, and um, that's a long shot at forty to one is Eric Jones. So I think he's um, yeah he's, he's priced down a little bit, seventy nine hundred I believe, um, maybe eighty one hundred, but regardless, it's a pretty fair price tag. So I want to see where he qualifies, and he might be a guy that I'm I'm looking at. But like you said earlier, be sure to check out our future um, content. But I wanted to give at least one other um, driver instead of just saying Kyle Busch, right? Because we can say that every week. Yeah, you could say Kyle Busch every week, and it, like nobody would, would bat an eye. But um, but yeah, I know that Eric Eric kind of had a, a rougher run. It looked like some of the equipment may not have been uh, up to par last week in Vegas. But the beauty of that is is that this is a brand new race. Uh, different different length of the track and you know they have a whole week to kind of get some things right so I don't mind that I mean that's a that's that's kind of like a value pick in a way yeah um, I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy it'd be one of those I've, I've shown you chase a few times on the betting the long shots you obviously you're going to put more units on or you know more of a unit on the guys with the um with the, the favorite odds but then for the long shots you can throw 10 bucks on there 15 bucks on there and you're and you're basically just praying that they do it. And if they don't, you um, you kind of have a hedge with your favorite. So, Right, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'll go ahead and give mine. Uh, my, my value pick, uh, early value pick, has is, is got to be Austin Dillon. Um, 
not not only had you know did Dylan have a great finish last week in Vegas, but he's not bad at this track whatsoever. Like looking back at his history since 2014, um, there's only been uh, two races where he fell outside of the top 15. Um, you know, he's got two top tens in 2019 and 2018, and then he's finished 11th here twice. Um, so I, I think that this is year we've talked about it. We've been talking about it. This is a year where we feel like Austin's got to, you know, put up or shut up. Like he's got to get out there and run. And I think he did a great job of that, uh, this past week. Um, he, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he ran through the 500. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure where he finished at, but I know that he got through it, but, um, this is definitely a track where we could see him get up and stay in that top 10 and possibly dominate. And with this new crew chief that he has, I think that some things are clicking so far. So if we have continued success here, which, which is what I'm hoping to see, Austin Dillon is definitely going to be a driver to watch moving forward, uh, especially for lineups and for betting purposes. So, uh, so that's my guy to look at for this one and we're going to have more content available on the video tomorrow the roto baller uh nascar dfs race preview on youtube uh, i'll be there talking i'll probably talk around you know six to eight drivers per week me and drew eventually will be both on there so it'll be me by myself this week and um well i'll try to make it fun i'm gonna, I'm gonna spice it up a little bit we'll give it a little garage guys uh esque uh type of energy so gonna have a good Beautiful. time pump to see how you do it this week and then hopefully i can help uh raise the bar the next week all right these are two things that we have to do for this video one we have to be drinking drip drop at all times two um we got to get a pair of pit vipers we gotta wear pit vipers <laughs> and i'm gonna go ahead. say you need to go ahead and mail me some drip drop because i don't have any yeah i know i gotta get you some of the drip drops and speaking of drip drop is actually the primary sponsor of this podcast is presented by drip drop our podcast and we got new artwork by the way um drip drop uh has came in and they've been an absolute blessing we're going to be doing stuff with drip drop at all the nascar races that we go to this season so just can't thank drip drop enough so i'll tell you a little bit about drip drop drip drop ors was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances dehydration has a profound effect on your health mood and performance Used by top hospitals across the country, Drip Drop ORS is safe enough for everyday use and powerful enough to help battle dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Used by athletes, firefighters, military members, us, and now NASCAR fans. Yes, because we're bringing Drip Drop to NASCAR. The garage guys, we're doing it. We're bringing it there for you. You can get the drip today by going to dripdrop.com. And we're also doing a giveaway right now, me and Drew both. If you follow us on Twitter, follow me at GarageGuyChase, follow Drew at Drew Dean. All you got to do is go retweet either one of our tweets, retweet it, and then follow Drip Drop, subscribe to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, and you're automatically entered to win a 24-pack of Drip Drop, a variety pack, and a Camelback Drip Drop. Shout out to the clock. Shout out to the clock. Had to pause. Got to give respect where respect's due. Sorry, drip drop. Got to shout out to the clock. This, this, this podcast is also sponsored by the clock. Okay, Always. back to drip drop. So, yeah, Camelback, uh, you'll get a Camelback water bottle with your 24-pack of, of drip drop. It's the, the way to do it. 
Uh, we have a great story that we like to tell. Drew actually was, was, was very hungover one morning. And when I was in Nashville and I woke up before he woke up, I was like a concerned mother. And I went and poured some water in the bottle and put some drip drop in there, put it in the fridge, got it nice and chilled. And he woke up and I had it ready to go for him. And then he was just ready to take on the day. Yeah, we were already like up and moving, going to get a burger, uh, go get some lunch across the street. I was up like I, like I hadn't even drank any alcohol the night before. It's amazing. Yeah, it's some of the greatest shit known to man. So if you like to drink, you're going to party, you're going to Talladega, we're going to be out there with the drip drop. You know to come find us. We're going to make sure you stay hydrated so you can get up that next morning after Saturday and go rock the damn show and enjoy the race. There's even people that pour this shit in their beer so you can hydrate and dehydrate at the same time. All <laughs> kinds of different shit you can do with Drip Drop. So, again, it's dripdrop.com. Go check out the giveaway on Twitter, and we will have a promo code for you guys very, very soon. Okay, so with that, let's go to Garage Talk, and, uh, and, and let's talk about the, the one topic that we have for, for, All we need. for, for this episode, for episode 140. Um, you know, I wasn't quite 14 when this mixtape dropped, but I was on Twitter and uh, we were looking at some things that were trending and I noticed that No Ceilings was trending. You remember No Ceilings, right? It's one of Lil Wayne's best mixtapes. Absolutely. Probably one of my favorite mixtapes of all time, if not the favorite. Yeah, like the best mixtape known to man. So I'm like, why is No Ceilings trending? So it's trending for that, that very reason right there. Uh, DJ First Class, at one DJ First Class, tweeted out, which one of these mixtapes got the highest replay value? They had Wale's More About Nothing, Wiz Khalifa's um, OJ Kush, Lil Wayne's No Ceilings, and then we had Fabulous's Soul Tape 3. And obviously everybody and their fucking mom was just like, no ceilings, hands down, no ceilings, no ceilings. There was so many people just responded no ceilings that literally the ceiling came off and then Twitter was trending with no ceilings. So in honor of that, obviously, one, you already know we got to play a song from no ceilings at the end of this podcast, the end of this episode, episode 140. So we're going to have a jam from no ceilings for you. But we got to talk about a couple of these songs, Drew. So th this is one of our favorite mixtapes. What is like the one song that stands out to you the most from this album or from this mixtape? It's really hard to name one. I will give um, Swag Surfing will be the first thing that pops into my head just because I, I feel like that's one of the, the first um, mixtape songs that I listened to when I opened up the album. Yeah. It was track number one. I don't know if it was or not, but I feel like I listened to that one first. Yeah, it's definitely the best. Like when the, when the dude goes off, just I got this chrome on this Bugatti, strong in this Bugatti, <laughs> yeah. two VAs. <laughs> like, dude, like whenever he hit that, and Swag Surfing was automatically just like a huge song. Like they came out around that time. That was around like what two thousand nine when that dropped. So for for the people that have never listened to No Ceilings out there, which I hope to God everyone that's listening this has heard of No Ceilings. Um, for some of you youngsters, maybe that were like children in 09, probably not, but you can go to YouTube and, and watch it or download it from datpiff.com. Damn, I just said datpiff.com. <laughs> does that shit still exist? I have Holy no clue. shit. I got to look into that. That's crazy. Do you feel old? 
Uh, it's hard for me to feel old, man. I don't know. Like, I feel like our, I feel like our generations, like I, I look back to like the nineties and how things were like the early two thousands. And like, I haven't, it hasn't really hit me yet. I don't think I haven't looked in the mirror and been like, I have too many wrinkles. So now I don't feel old. I just feel like time's just going. <laughs> that's, that's a, that, that should be a saved quote right there. If you don't no start sleeping, old. you're going to start seeing those wrinkles. Yeah, so that's why we're recording early now. So we've changed our recording schedule so I can get me some good, some good sleep. It only took me nine months to get you to adjust to being more of a morning person. So hopefully I, know, I can right? keep doing it. I know. Who, who knows? I might even wake up at 6 a.m. before long and go for a jog. Probably not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for now, I'm still, like, waking up. Like, where the fuck's my Red Bull? Like, yeah, so I've got to, I've got to make some, some life choices and transitions, but, um, yeah, swag surf was great for me. The one that like always got me the most crunk. I mean, every song on here, obviously is just like a nonstop party, but wasted the Gucci yep. main rip. I don't know what it was but whenever Wayne comes out it's just rock star lifestyle might not make it president got him in the white house naked look oh, at yeah. the clock and it says right now get a pound break it down blow it like trial like dude that shit was the anthem of my senior year probably that yeah, was I was about to say <laughs> I remember I remember jamming this uh actually with high school athletics in the locker room with all the guys that's this this was on all the time, this whole entire mixtape. Oh, yeah, dude. And the locker, like, see, I played baseball in high school. So, like, you know, the locker room, like that, we just would literally bring the stereo in there and just blare it. You know, we'd bring it out in the dugout or whatever. We'd go, go warm up, do whatever the hell we had to do. There was even, I remember a story from my like 12th grade, like, whenever we were out there on the field, I literally brought my Walkman and I had these two portable computer speakers. And we, it was like in the middle of a game. And, I fucking straight up, like, you know, they're doing walk-up songs or whatever. I plugged that shit in in the dugout, and everybody just started going nuts. And I got fucking benched the rest of the game for it, but it was totally That sounds like something you would do. Yes. It was just, like, every – like, the whole dugout erupted. Like, all the girls and, like, all the high school students that were in school with me at the time, everybody was just, like, going just ham. Like, yeah. But that was all because of no ceilings. It was all possible. And then Wasted was the song. Like, that was just my jam all the time. Uh, some other good ones, uh, Watch My Shoes, obviously. And then uh, That's All I Have was more of, like, the rock. Because, like, Lil Wayne was going through that whole rock phase at that time. Yep. And then uh, the one that me and you talked about prior uh, to this episode was, like, for some reason, it, it, it still, like, it makes me laugh. I don't know whether it's, like, the, the, the way that song starts off, but, oh, let's do it. When it just comes, it's like, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I got your hype. money up, and yeah. now I got my feet up. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Every just every song. Basically, what me and Drew are trying to tell you is that every song is on one of this our favorites. Mixtape <laughs> is one of our favorites because it is our favorite, and Twitter seems to think so too. No ceilings, the goat of mixtapes. It has been crowned officially on episode 140 of the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Podcast. So we have officially crowned. Yay. All right. You should be clapping right now in your car. Just drive with your knee. Um, but, yeah, no, don't do that. You might not be as good as, as I am. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's amazing mixtape. Great stuff. Um, but that's our show. That's episode 140 
Uh, again, do not forget to go to Roto Ballers YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. While you're there, go subscribe to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports YouTube channel. All of our podcast episodes are available right there. So if you just happen to be listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify today and you're like, okay, well, fuck this. I'm a YouTube guy. Go to YouTube. It's right there. You got YouTube music? Perfect. You can listen to our podcast right there on YouTube as well. Um, don't forget to follow us at GGFS Podcast at all social media networks. Follow me at Garage Guy Chase. You can follow Drew at Drew Dean. Um, yeah, do that. You got any final words? Oh, it. No ceilings. It's it. No it's ceilings. It. It's it. We out. Sports. Party. Fuck that. It is big dog. Repeat. You got all that shit? Yes. Uh, uh, I got young money up. And now I got my feet up. Tune in this bitch. Tell my niggas throw them bees up. Doing what the fuck I want. Hate me all the fuck you want. Real niggas fuck with me and I don't give a fuck who don't. Lock the CEO up and I'm the CEO. Fuck. Prison in February and I ain't in no rush. Drink till I throw up. Nigga roll more blunts. Ball so hard, man. I gotta go pro once. Hit him with the shotgun. Call that shit the stop button. Call me Dr. Kata, aka Young Wild Nigga, aka No Trial Nigga, aka Click Clack Wild Nigga. Fucking with the kid and you'll be missing like a wild nigga, yeah. <laughs> Swagger stupid, pack a Uzi, honey clips nigga, that's a movie. Aim at your toupee, you sweet as Kool Aid, cream brulee, I'm sharp as Blu-ray. I fuck her today, then she gotta skate. Young Lupe, I hit the B hard. Bobby Boucher, I keep them tools on me. Get the screw face, flowers for the day. Here's a bouquet, LVs, nigga, on every suitcase. YM, nigga, it's a new day. We the champions, nigga, hooray. Yeah. Hammer in the Louis Duff Take a nigga, bitch, she gave me brains Until I knew enough Will it come too fast to adjust? I don't give a fuck about my roof that much So I put it in the trunk and then the cool sped up Take the chopper out the trunk and just shoot that up I'm Weezy F and the F is for flame Eat these rappers, chef of the game Shit on the track, shit on the train Murder the beat, the beat was slain Rest in peace, that's a shame He killing everybody's song Versatile as fuck, I switch it up Like Dennis Rodman don't No homo, you rock and roll Rest in Peace, my styrofoam. Now they won't know what I be on. Get the fuck on my dick, my cock, my bone. Big, big money, my pockets low. New Orleans, I got my home. And they got my back, paws. No homo, no mighty cone. Smoking on that private clone. It put me where I belong. All about my cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone. Fuck her for an hour long. Let her take a shower, go. Sorry, baby, but I'm in my I don't want be by the zone. Yeah. You're a groupie, get on your duty Two women give me head, call that two-face Bitch, I'm too great, take your food tray I was born on doomsday uh, ain't, ain't no nigga like me What's up to my gang, big B's like a Brightland Take a nigga, bitch, she ride my dick like she cycling Then she can't walk, run a jump like white men uh, Fuck you niggas
niggas won't do No ceilings, let the bullets rain on you Easy after F is fall, fuck what you going through Make your people mourn you <laughs> Okay, let's do it